everyone, welcome to another episode of Hardly Kayfabe. I am one of your hosts, I am Johnny Townsend, and I am joined by Christopher Chavez. What's up? Matthew Johnson. Hi. What's up? And <laughs> I already mentioned myself. How's it going, fellas? Another week of wrestling in the books. Yes, 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 it is. It is. Uh... There was a lot of head scratching going on for me this week. I don't yeah, know about not you guys. not so much headlines, but head scratching. Um, yeah, wrestling WrestleMania is like this is probably the most thrown together colostomy bag <laughs> of a uh, of a lineup right now. I I, I think so. I I gotta say though, of all the announced uh, matches on the card. I gotta say, I'm liking it. That's me. That's I was just saying, my opinion. I'm- I was just saying this before we started. I was talking to Matt. It just feels to me, I don't know, the past couple of weeks, all of the matches that are, are, are being put together seem just kind of like, just kind of thrown together. Like somebody's sitting in the back and they've got all the different wrestlers' names up on the wall and then they've got that sticky gack 25 cent thing that you can get from the candy machine and they're throwing it at the wall and whatever it splats on, like that's who they're going to put into a match. Or like those, uh, the, was it the seals from South Park? The, the idea balls? <laughs> it's just so it's, weird yeah. because, because just, I don't know, like, so this week there was that, that, that killer exchange between Randy Orton and AJ Styles, which, I don't want to take away from that. It was amazing. That was some fire uh, promo going on there. However, for me, it felt like it came out of nowhere. Out of, out of all of a sudden, Randy Orton has a, and, and AJ Styles have a problem with each other, and 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 let's just take care of it at WrestleMania, right? You know, um, you know what, Kurt Angle, we need you to retire. Let's just make that a match at WrestleMania. So there's another one. Add that on the card. Who's he going to wrestle? We don't know, but just let's have him <laughs> announce. It just feels so weird to me. And then, like, look at look at Asuka. Who is she supposed to be facing? Like, shouldn't she be facing somebody at WrestleMania? She should. Like, Lacey Evans. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. S- sorry, guys. I'm having some connection issues here. Uh, so I missed all that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I heard, I caught in, I came back in at Asuka, like, when you're talking about her. Oh, for real? <laughs> and I can't say you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It said that, it said that the internet connection was poor. Now it seems fine, knock on wood, so I don't know what was happening there. All right. I was just basically saying it feels like everything is just kind of thrown together hodgepodge. Like Orton and and uh, Styles, you know, are just kind of thrown together out of nowhere. Uh, Kurt Angle doesn't have anybody to wrestle, but he's a ma- announced as a match. Just WrestleMania just feels kind of like a patchwork. It doesn't feel like there's really much building up to it. Aside from, this, you know, the ladies. I was going to say, the Oscar thing, you're, you're right on that, too. Uh, and I can't say that you're completely wrong, but it's really strange how I feel the complete opposite because they've done a really good job with planting seeds this time with some of these matches, like the Batista and the Triple H thing. They planted those seeds a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, you could see uh, that coming. Yeah, so I like that. However, quite a lot. the delivery was weird. What was going on between Batista and Triple H this week? It felt like was it just me or did it seem like Batista may have forgotten what he was supposed to say out there? He might have. He's I, never been like a really great guy on the microphone. Give me what I want. I'm not gonna give it to you. Yeah, I feel like, give me what I, I want. Like they just told him, yeah, go out there and just scream and spit. Was <laughs> what they to told me. him to do. He, he just got, keeps saying, and give to it be to fair, me. he did those things. Yeah, yeah, and he got he what he wanted. Things. He got Triple H and James yeah. Gunn back. So <laughs> I think it's a yeah, look at that for Batista. <laughs> <laughs> give me things, what I want. Things are, look, things are looking up for drags. I'm not giving it to <laughs> you. Yeah, um, I hope he dresses up his drags at WrestleMania. I really man. <laughs> or really he's got to at least do something, like at least wear the pants, right? <laughs> oh man, he's gonna have a, he's gonna have a Guardians inspired entrance. I feel, oh, obviously at least. he should. He yeah. should. They should all be with him in character. <laughs> I want to see Guardians of the Galaxy bring him down with a, a Robotronic uh, rocket raccoon. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, but dude, yeah. dude, so this week, yeah, there was some cool stuff happening this week. And like you said, Johnny, they're, they are planting seeds here and there. Uh, obviously the hottest, hottest thing going right now is the Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair thing. Um, and they're really pushing it and they're really pushing Ronda as this heel who is outing kayfabe and, and is just basically calling out the, you know, the entertainment side of this thing. 
so there, there's a lot going well there. The whole Kofi Kingston thing, uh, trying to get to WrestleMania now, what happened with, with Vince this week, uh, where he just basically said, you're going to go up against, the, you know, the toughest guys we have next week. Good luck. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's like you said, Matt, it's almost like they're pushing that whole Daniel Bryan theme right now. So, uh, you know, the odds are stacked against him. We all know he's probably going to end up going to WrestleMania. So these are good ones. I'm just saying things like Kurt Angle's match, uh, the the uh, as as fire as it was, Orton and Styles really had me scratching my head. Like, really? What, yeah, because it happened. About? Orton came out on like Raw a couple weeks ago, I think, and did something. And then AJ Styles followed him. It was it was some it was some weird, but yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah. Comment. I mean, nothing happened in the elimination chamber that would have stemmed it. No. So I'm not sure what's going on, how that began. But what are you excited for, Johnny? What is it that you're seeing that makes you excited? Well, despite the the spitting, yelling Drax, I still want to see that match. Like <laughs> yeah, I, that's that match be... sold me. They actually sold me on that match back when they had the the Evolution reunion. It smacked. So down. they had me sold there. Yeah, and I do agree with you on the Orton AJ Styles thing, where that one does seemingly seem kind of forced together. But their yeah. promo on SmackDown sold me, so I want to see that match already. Um, uh, the Miz and Shane McMahon is interesting to me. Like, yeah. Like it's just if if you're to tell me that they were that out of those two guys they're going to turn Shane the heel, uh, I would be like, what the hey? That threw us off for a little. <laughs> but I'm on yeah. board. Yeah, but I'm on board just to see where they go with this. Maybe it was a nice little change of pace. Uh, we'll see what happens. Roided out, super aggressive Shane. Uh, you see him taking his frustrations <laughs> yes. out on the announcer this week. Good lord. Yeah, that poor announcer. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hope you got hope you got hazard pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but I mean, there's plenty. Of, I mean, even the uh, even the uh, Lesnar and and uh, Rollins. Uh, goodness, yeah, Rollins match. I'm looking forward to because Lesnar seems to do better when he's going against smaller people who can who can work. But they're not really doing uh, much to help, just, help push that because Lesnar's just not around. Aside from Heyman coming out and doing a lot of talking, there's not enough for you to really be invested and look forward to it. Aside from the fact that we know you're probably going to get a better match because of who Lesnar's working with, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's tough, too, because, I mean, about three years ago, I was like, man, this this Brock Lesnar showing up when he watched thing is awesome. But um, I'm not, I haven't been feeling it in quite some old. time. It got old real quick. Uh, it has brought yeah, very it has brought no prestige to the title, none at all. Um, yeah, at it's all. kind of like yeah, a, people a, don't even, a, yeah. a forgotten title. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. The titles seem to be worth less and less. Yeah, yeah. They're doing weird stuff with titles nowadays. The that one's just getting hot potato left and right. Intercontinental. What so, was that? Yeah, Ballard drops it to Bobby Lashley again this week. Like it was like U.S. Right. titles been getting hot potato. It doesn't matter. As well. It doesn't yeah. matter anymore. Just pass it around. You know. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. It's, kind of ridiculous so i do agree with those those aspects of it but i mean there's a lot of things i feel to look forward to for this wrestlemania for me personally. Yeah. i'm just speaking for myself uh, even if some of the matches are weird and kind of hodgepodge the oscar thing is really puzzling to me uh, i mean she's a title holder so you would expect there to be a wrestlemania match for her but i don't know they haven't remotely said or went any direction for her yeah, Matt, you said uh, something you know. about you heard maybe it was Lacey Evans. That That's was- what the rumor is. Uh, there's been other a couple other uh, female wrestlers on the SmackDown roster that have been potential, but that apparently it's not in concrete what they want to do. I can't see Lacey. I mean, I, aside from knowing what she can do from NXT, we let's be honest. When's the last time we saw in her ring? It's been months and months and months that she's ever been in a ring now. Yeah. All she does is walk down the ramp, wave for a little bit, turn around, and walk back out. And it, it's weird. I did see something about that. They may were they were thinking about pushing her uh, to go up against Asuka, but now they they switched gears, and it's it's just, they're developing something going on between her and Natalia. So maybe it's a, a way for Natalia to help ease her in and bring her into the fold, you know, maybe. and start making her work. Yeah. But but it's yeah, that, it's, that makes more sense to me. It doesn't make any the, the other stuff that they're doing. It looks like they're trying to split up Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, which don't do that. They're a great tag team. They really are great together as a tag team. And you need tag team women right now. You have a brand new division. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah. The, the only reason they would do that is because they see Mandy Rose as a potential breakout yeah. star. Yeah, uh, which I, I guess it. I get. I mean, she's got the look and everything. Trish Stratus, uh, and she's look, getting, yeah. yeah, and she's getting better in the ring. She's still she's still green, but she's getting better. 
but I like them as a team, though. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I think they're a better team. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, Oscar's uh, got so nobody weird. really. Oscar's got nobody looking at her because Becky and Charlotte went over to Raw, and there was no, there's yeah. nothing for Oscar to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of Raw, let's just, and you kind of already alluded to it already, Chris, uh, this week just proves that Rousey is a natural and a fantastic heel. She seems so much more comfortable to me Yeah, in that role. Uh, she seems to relish it. I mean, it was, it was, I thought she was fantastic this past week. I think, though, she still needs to step away from trying to, rem- like, remember her script word for word. Take the, oh, that's, the that's, spirit yeah, of it. I'm with you. Take the spirit that's of it of, and go with it. That's most of the wrestlers, though. You know what I mean? Because, that's almost every wrestler on the roster. Yeah. But when, when she <laughs> tries to, when she she literally reads it word for word. And I think to myself, who is writing this? Because this, who would even say speak this way? You know what I mean? Some of the stuff she says, sounds it sounds so awkward. Um, but yeah, I agree. She is a great heel. And if you just let her be a heel and you go out there and say, Hey, you know, be an asshole, be an asshole to the people, be an asshole to the wrestlers, call them out. You know, there's no hold yeah. holds barred when you go out there, go out there, break kayfabe. If you want, do what you got to do. Yeah. Just let her do it. And then let her be natural about it. Let her be herself. However, she would curse somebody else or however she would tear somebody down. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I'm with you there. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was quite an interesting week. Um, what else happened this week? Kofi, I, mean, I also also thought the um, this is again this is just my opinion. I feel like Raw's been doing much better compared to where it was. And this week they had that Drew McIntyre and the Dean Ambrose match, and I thought that was for today's standards. In WWE, they got for, I mean, they used a pencil for crying out loud. Dude, it was, it was. I was just telling Matt, that was quite a, there was a lot of violence in that one. Um, the, the one that got me was at the end, dude, when, when Ambrose had his head in the rail and, and McIntyre yeah. drops a claymore right at the side of his head. Good God. Yeah. He didn't hold back, dude. He took it. He took it. And, and, and Ambrose sold that like a champ, man. He, he ate it and sold it too. Yeah, he's ever since he kind of announced, I don't know if this is kayfabe or not, that he's, you know, he's after WrestleMania, he's done. Mm-hmm. He he's seemed more fresher to me. Yeah. And he seems more into it. Like as he's, he's going to go out 100%. But yeah, I think he still plans on staying on track and 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 splitting, which is which is weird that they're giving him a push though, too. But um yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it's a way to appease them like they've been trying appease him like they've been trying to appease some of the other wrestlers by by giving him stuff so they won't leave but um yeah ambrose does seem fresh and rejuvenated and i don't know it's it, it is exciting to see him and and what he's up to the following week you know what's going on each episode that he's on yeah yeah for sure so i i guess my question to you guys is we're we're getting uh, i mean how far away are we from from WrestleMania, it's be we're a couple close. weeks, right? It's usually like the first week of April. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around in there. So we're getting close. Is there a a match they haven't announced yet that you guys would like to see? I mean, even if it's not going to fit storyline wise, like who would you, who? What are two wrestlers you like to see take on each other? I I'm not sure if it's already announced or not, but why not Andrade and Mysterio? Yeah, give them a y- give yes. them an Iron Man yes. match or a three out of falls, uh, two out of three falls. I yeah, like that's that. still the show. Um, let's see. I know Kurt Angle. Right, he doesn't have a final opponent yet. He's supposed to announce it. I think this give him week. Undertaker. Let's get, put the two old Taker guys in the ring or Cena or Cena could be cool. Or um, they seem to be doing something with Shelton Benjamin now by making him a Paul Heyman guy. Mm. That would be a fun one too. Angle and Benjamin. Wow, I would like that one personally. Do you have yeah, Benjamin I would win it? Uh, to push the heel yes, aspect 100%, more? 100%. Oh, yep. my God. The other aspect to me when it comes to the angle thing is it's it's kind of wrestling tradition that when you're the old man going out, you put over a younger person. Yes. Yeah. And and I like Benjamin a lot, but that would not apply to him now. Yeah. Uh, so who could they put in? Maybe Gable or... But Gable's got uh, the tag team thing happening right now, so I think they're I think yeah. they're really happy with Rude and Gable, even though there's not much happening with them. Uh, you know, this little thing they've got going against Black and and Ricochet, 
um, and and that hunt for the those belts. Uh, I think they're happy with what's happening with those. I don't. I can't see them splitting them up anytime soon. No. Yeah, I don't see them. They, I mean, they, they ain't even showing any signs of no. splitting up either. So you're right there. I'm just trying to think of somebody who is young and could make Angle look good because, you know, he's a lot older now. His movements are not near as – I think he's picking the right time to retire personally, and I like Angle a I lot. Think, but, I feel like it's a forced retirement, uh, though, too. I, th- I really think so. It might so. be. <laughs> they, um, I mean, I've read a lot of stuff, and, and they basically stated that uh, they did – they used Angle incorrectly upon his return. Like, the, he should have been a wrestler first and then the, then done the – general manager thing but they want to move him into something backstage yeah um it's just a weird flow and i it would have been cooler if we got more out of him wrestling wise because uh, they haven't but um another person to consider who doesn't have a match yet is roman reigns maybe uh, as much as i don't want to see that match they might use that as another way to escalate roman give him something at wrestlemania because i right i don't think he really has a feud going on right now uh, who did he wrestle in Raw? He wrestled somebody and they beat him up. Christ, I'm blanking man. on who it, it was. was. Shelton. He wrestled Shelton, I yeah. think. Or no, that was Seth. Excuse me. Um, yeah, oh, you're Seth, right. You're right. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to remember who it was. I literally just watched Apollo the Dagum Cruz. Top 10 countdown. Apollo Cruz. Yeah, but somebody came up and beat him up afterwards, I feel. Like they ran him to the ring post and everything. Mm. Am I making this up? Did I just see yeah, this in a fever dream? Not in, not in this one. <laughs> Apollo Crew. He beat Apollo Crews, and and it was a it was a handshake moment because it was his hometown, Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! It was. Uh, I know who it was. What? He's he's kind of in a feud with uh, McIntyre. McIntyre came out and beat up Angle. No, I thought you said about Roman Reigns. Rain. I'm Roman. talking about oh, that's Roman. where we're getting confused here. Oh. Yeah, I'm talking about Roman. Yeah, sorry, that was my fault. I didn't specify who I was speaking about. Yeah, I was wondering why you were so confused. I was like, yeah, I know this is true. I was like, wait a second. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's what yes. kicked off the Ambrose match that night too. Yeah, so that uh, that's who I think Roman's going to have a match with. That WrestleMania would be my guess. Yeah, would be McIntyre. I agree. And I don't know who you have win there because they kind of both of those guys kind of need to win. So oh, they're going to give it to Roman, I uh, think. I'm sure they will. That's kind of a feel good moment. I think. Yeah. I think that's what this WrestleMania is going to be. If I had to wager a guess, even though they don't, the full card's not even announced yet, that it's going to be one of those feel good WrestleManias. Yep. Because the hills have been winning a lot here lately. It feels. True. True. If it feels like the hills have been winning. <laughs> But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm to, to be honest, what I'm looking forward to is Kofi Kingston mat- match next week. Uh, I can't wait 100%. to see that. This dude's been stepping up every time he's been given that stage, and to see this this kind of match coming up, where you know it's that uh, you know Vince trying to keep the kid down type of a thing. This has been it's been one of the most organic buildups in in quite some time, and you know it's reminiscent of Daniel Bryan's uh, push, and yeah. I don't know. I don't know for sure if they wanted to go with Daniel Bryan. Was it four or five years ago? And I'm not sure their original plan for WrestleMania was to go with Kofi this year, uh, which is cool. But, I mean, Kofi works hard. He's a hard worker. He's a dedicated worker. He's never been an issue uh, backstage or on screen. So I think it's, yeah, this is one of the coolest feel-good stories, whether he wins or not. Um, And I I, kind of hope he does, actually. But... Uh, whether he wins or not, it's just a cool. It's this buildup is is it's the best part. It's probably the second best one of this WrestleMania, but one of the the most interesting ones that I've yeah. seen in a long time. I agree. Yeah, I also feel, and this is just me. It just is the feeling I have that they're also this is we're witnessing the beginning of the end of the new day. I feel like yeah, that's the 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 case too. At least the new day, the way we see it as the three man team. Yeah, uh, you can see it. Yes. You can see it kind of slowly. You know, it's. I don't know how I feel about that too, because I kind of like these guys as the new day. Can they be like the four horsemen, where there always will be the new day, but they do their own thing too? That's true. They can, yeah. but I think it's just man. It's just. How much heat would you get if Big E all of a sudden turns on Kofi right as Kofi's about to win the title? Oh my God! And and then he's like, "Who says? Why is it that you're the one that's that's worthy? Right? Yeah. Why can't it be me? You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, yeah, Dude, Kofi's been there the be longest. So Big E, Big E's been there for a while. Yeah, 
And Big E is definitely good enough for a title run, in my opinion. Yeah, and if you think about it, um, you know, the E is, is always kind of, even if it, it might be a little behind the times in recognizing it, they do recognize when it's time to move away from the family-friendly cartoony to a little bit more adult-oriented stuff. You know, they moved away yeah. from uh, people like Coco Beware and Doink the Clown when you had Stone Cold and Triple H and these guys coming up, and it made it more, you know, it was more uh, Attitude Era, that kind of thing. Maybe the new day, the cartoony, you know, unicorn thing isn't going to really fit where they're trying to go now. Yeah, and I mean, just think of all the story you can tell there. I mean, you'll have those two going against each other, and and you know, what does Xavier do? Woods is kind of caught in the middle. I was going to say he's going to be like and, that guy that that his parents are fighting, and he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't know which side to take. Yeah. He's just just sitting in his room playing his trombone <laughs> <laughs> with the door closed. He comes out uh, and he's also speaking. Yeah. Just sad trombone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and speaking of Stone Cold guys, as of this recording, we're recording on Stone Cold Day. Oh hell so yeah! Happy Stone Cold Day. It's three sixteen. That's the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I love three sixteen always. Uh, drop a stunner on your closest friends. Um, let's see. All right, so that's that's a lot of the stuff that's happening this week. Slowly building our way to WrestleMania. And we'll see what happens next week. What we'll be talking about. What'll be new on the card. Um, yeah. Before we move on to our main topic, I wanted to know: Did you guys see anything going on on the Psycho Sids? Hear any rumblings or whisperings? No, nobody's gotten arrested. Nobody's went, uh, <laughs> done any drunk driving or I've got, anything like that. Everyone's behaving. I've got one here for you from WrestleTalk.com. Uh, this was 17 hours ago. Cody, Arn Anderson, and Conrad Thompson apply for intriguing trademarks. I'm curious as to what they are. Oh, here we go. Uh, this is what they say. Well, this for one is sure to get tongues wagging. Conrad Thompson, who probably almost caused Vince McMahon to have a breakdown when he booked The Undertaker for StarCast, is in the news again after filing for the trademark for The Four Horsemen oh, dear on God. March 10th. Perhaps surprisingly, WWE does not currently own the trademark to the name Four Horsemen, which was, of course, the legendary NWA-WCW faction made up of Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, How? and various others. That, that blows my mind. How do they not own that? They don't. Uh, Thompson. That's so been, stupid on their part. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Via his business, Toot Toot has applied for use of the term under the following description for shirts, athletic wear, sweatshirts, T-shirts, uh but, you know, exhibitions, exhibits, performances. Um, basically, he's saying we want to own that term in, in this regard. Of note, within that is performances by professional wrestling. Does this mean that there is a possibility, pending approval of the trademark, that the Four Horsemen group will spring up in AEW? Who would be a part of it? Would they feud with Cody, whose father, Dusty Rhodes, had classic battles with the group in the 1980s? Ready for more? Here we go. Speaking of both Arn Anderson and Cody, they too have filed for trademarks in recent days with Anderson, his real name, Martin Lundy, applying for the wrestling name Arn Anderson. Uh, we would expect that one will be di- that one will be difficult to challenge given his use of the name long pre-de- predates his time at the WWE. But Cody has also applied for the trademark uh, for the American Dream, which was was his father's nickname, and he applied for the trademark for the American Nightmare, which is his name uh, that he used during his years in the Independence. Mm-hmm. Interesting, huh? They're taking it's yeah, almost to me. Like, this is all just go ahead. This is all just smart business moves on their point. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're about to get this new business kicked off. Uh, uh, I mean, all three of these guys are really huge on the independent scene now. Well, especially, I mean, Arn Anderson's new to it, but what a great person to have on your side. <laughs> do you know what it feels like? That's the ease lost. They're probably like, why do we do that now? <laughs> I got to tell you, AEW feels like already it felt like it, it was kind of hearkening back to the old school style of wrestling and those guys in those days. Uh, and now the fact that they're literally using terminology and and iconic you know names and and le- legendary s- symbols to to bring into their their fold it's it's they're making quite a statement man they're yeah. making a statement in yeah. that like do you remember those days do you know how good it is to watch those classic matches that's what it's going to feel like to go to AEW which is good man it's it, it's such it's yeah. that's refreshing yeah 100% it feels is. like it feels like a smart 
uh, of course, we, we haven't seen the product yet, but it feels like they're going the smart route of incorporating the old school stuff yeah. while also being fresh and new at the same time, which is what you got to do. Yeah. So I, I'm i all on board. And, I mean, honestly, the fact that they have a good working relationship with Conrad Thompson, uh, that's a big deal to me. I mean, oh, he's a is. major player in pro wrestling now, whether he wants to admit it or not. Uh, the fact that he got, I mean, he got the freaking Undertaker for Dude. crying out loud. Dude. That's insane. That's just quite, that's, yeah. that's literally Stone Cold flipping the bird in McMahon's face type of a move right there. You know what I mean? Like it was right, right in his face. Like yeah. a fuck you. Guess who I got? <laughs> Your best guy. Yeah. Your number one guy. It really is. It is. Undertaker. I want to hear that pillar. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a podcast I'd want to hear. Just Undertaker telling stories. Yeah. Uh, but not as Undertaker, but as Mark. You know, just him telling stories as himself. Apparently that's, uh, that's man, the thing. I, I, I think I heard I, I heard yeah. Jr. talking about it recently that Taker's been talking about wanting to start a podcast because you know yeah. he loves and he's that. getting Jr. too by the way Jr. Yeah. apparently the rumor is he's moving over to yeah, commentary stuff too. he thinks he's he, he yeah. know he knows his you know he dude. can still go on the commentary dude. table dude oh yeah. gosh yeah dude what a legend I love listening to Jr. man I, I I miss it when I have to listen to some of the nonsense that we hear nowadays. You know what I mean? Um, it's kill. I, I heard this thing that they're they're looking to get Renee off of Raw now. Yes. Uh, if you ask me, I think they should take Corey off of Raw. Leave Corey on SmackDown. Give Renee and Michael Colt their their time because she's good, but she's not good when it's a the three person team and she. No, has to I talk would like to see snippets. a split because you could t- tell. Like I don't know, she her way of 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 talking of doing commentary uh, it just doesn't work in a three way like there no. is a lot of stopping and going and there's a lot of talking over each other yeah. like they literally uh stumble all over each other when they're going at it three, it's the worst three person and commentary is way too much it is you only need two and she's way too and she's way too good to be just relegated to talking in sound bites that's what, what i'm she saying does now. that's what i'm saying yeah. and then and then when it's like the, this little bickering between her and Corey, it's gotten to a point where i feel like a parent in the front seat about <laughs> to yell at the kids in the back because i'm so tired of listening to them go at each other it's so <laughs> yeah. annoying uh, yeah, dude, if you ask me, I say you go to two commentary, two, two people commentary moving forward. Keep Renee and, and Michael Cole on Raw and put Corey on with what's his name uh, at, at SmackDown. And, you know, sorry, what's his name? Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, Saxton. Saxton, yeah, he doesn't, you know, yeah, he's sorry, out. Buddy. He's the auto man out. We'll put or you, put we'll him put on 205 Live or somewhere. Or we'll put him in the, in the locker room, you know what I mean? Yeah. In the back talking to whoever yeah. after a match or whatever. But, yeah, man. I yeah, because he's honestly, he's honestly not bad. No. But yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that though. I like this idea a lot. So Two I, man team. I mean, it's what it's, it always had been before. That's right. Like anyway, you listen to always, Jr. Yeah. The King, dude. It's classic. You listen to the King and McMahon. It's classic. Yeah, they had three man teams that were good. and and Bobby Heenan. Yes. You know, it's always it's always a duo. That's yes. iconic. They have had three man teams that were decent, but the the two are the duos are the best. And so, yeah. you know, I, I listen to it now, and it, it it just makes my skin crawl. And then I watch classic matches, and not even I mean, even as far back as the match we watched for today's topic, you know, and you hear Jr. and you hear the King, and they're just so good together. They just they complement yeah. each other so well. They know what they're doing, you know. Or even go to WCW, Tony Schiavone and and the Brain. You know, they they did well together as well as a duo. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. And, and if you ever notice, if you listen to uh, Jr. and the King, and I and I get that the King's kind of a of a, a polarizing <laughs> figure, and it makes sense that he is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they rarely ever even step on each other. No. You know. Uh, and and they they have really good chemistry. They bounce off each other very well. Yeah, yeah. They, which is what you want. And I don't feel that the just I'll just use Raw for an example. I think SmackDown's a little better uh, when it I comes to playing off each other, but they're still not they're still not great either. But Raw is just feels off. Oh, it is awful when it comes to that. And I and I really really like Renee a lot. And I think she's way too talented to just be taken off yeah. of the commentary. Exactly. But as she is right now does not work exactly and that's why and, and i love Corey graves yeah. too but i mean there's no reason for him to have to be on both there really isn't he can do you know well on on smackdown alone yeah how long has michael cole been doing this he's been doing this for a long there, time yeah, now. i guess i seen something they they're with uh that uh pat mcafee is a former football player and i guess michael cole's starting to get worked out phased out as well really um which is 
So just Corey Graves and, and Renee then? I could do that. Maybe. Because I think they'd have more room and the bickering wouldn't come across where they're just stepping all over each, o- each other's yeah. toes. I was actually know? on the dirt yeah. sheets a couple weeks yeah. ago. I think they mentioned that. that yeah, they're trying to trying to phase Michael Cole out to maybe a backstage role wow. um, if he wants to continue that. Or, you know, he could – he's been around, the you know, for 20 – about twenty two years now, yeah. twenty three years. Yeah. So, and I think, I think, and maybe I could be wrong. So, man, if I'm wrong, please correct me. But I think he's actually well liked too by like most of the people that work there. They like Michael Cole. Yes. Uh, but it's just that you know he's been there for a long time now, and I think the, one of the reasons that Renee doesn't work right now is that she would be the strongest doing what Michael Cole's doing yes. in his role. Yes. She would be. She'd be the straight man, the commentator, the actual yeah. caller calling the match. Yeah. I agree. We'll see. We'll see what so happens. That'd be right? Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I have a feeling though they're just going to end up pulling her off, which is it was a travesty. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, anything else from the dirt sheets? Psycho Sids. The Psycho Sids. I think that's all the yeah. Psycho Sids have been saying. Sweet, sweet. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and take a break right here, and when we come back, we'll get into today's topic. They call me hanging in the backseat. Oh, with the gang hanging in the backseat. With the gang, hanging in the backseat. Come on. With the gang, with the gang, with the gang, hanging in the backseat. With the gang, hanging in the backseat. With network gang, hanging in the backseat. With the gang, uh, with the gang, hanging with the gang, uh, hanging with the gang. You know it ain't no game unless it's PlayStation. We don't play them things, hey. www.bicbp-radio.com for all your podcasting needs and necessities. It's your boy, C-Ham. Yes, sir. A.K.A. A.K.A. the World Heavyweight Champion of Live Broadcasting. A.K.A. A.K.A. Abraham DeLacy. A.K.A. the Frivolous One. A.K.A. the one they call him. Alrighty. We are back. (laughs) So... We started doing this thing where each of us now brings a new topic to talk about uh, each week. And, Johnny, this week's your turn. What you got for us, dude? We are on the road to WrestleMania, fellas. It's just mere weeks away as of this recording. Yep. So I felt, let's go the WrestleMania route. And I tried to think of some of my favorite WrestleMania matches. There's been quite a few. But the one that always stands out to me, and I literally watch this match once a year is Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair, and if Ric Flair loses, he has to retire. This happened in 2008. WrestleMania 24. Yes. Uh, oh, man. This, to me, is the is the match that if you want a young person to understand how you tell a story in the ring, this is the match that you do. Because it's... I love wrestling, mm-hmm. but this match makes me emotional every time I watch it. I it's agree. It's just so beautiful. I agree 100%. Uh, this match I did not see live. I did not see it the year it had. I think it was like the year after was when I saw it because I'd heard of what a great match it was. Uh, then you start seeing little interviews here and there. And then there was this this story, and I don't know if this is true or if it's one of these legendary things, but the story was that uh, Shawn Michaels told Flair, he said, let me do this. Let me call the match, right? Right. which he's very known. He's known for Shawn Michaels has always been the one to want to call his matches because he, he's really good at, at the storytelling. He's, he's understands ring psychology. Um, 
but apparently, apparently he tells Flair, you know, I want to call this. And for him, it wasn't um, an ego thing. For him, it was he was 15 years old still in an older man's body, but he's still 15 years old. And now he gets to be doing this with Ric Flair, the yeah. guy he looked up to his whole freaking life. You know what I mean? And it wasn't their first encounter either. No, and no. They, had, they wrestled a bunch of times on Raw, but it was just – it was throw together matches to, to push storylines. Yeah. And this was – This meant something. This was – the biggest one of all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I read somewhere yeah. where he called it his love letter to Ric Flair. Um, and yes. dude, you're right. You're right, Johnny. When you watch it from beginning to end, from beginning to end, it, even before the bell, when Rick is, is kind of chasing Sean down in the ring, you know they're kind of trotting. You know he's chasing behind him. Uh, you can tell there's going to be something here, and it's special. Everyone, their eyes are on this ring. Everyone in that place, and everyone was into it, dude. The ups and downs. It was a phenomenal match. I just watched it again today, so that's why it's so yeah. fresh on me because I just watched it again. And you're right, Johnny, dude. It's still emotional, dude. I'm not gonna. I am not ashamed. I had tears just streaming down my face. It's so good. Same, same. Every time I watch it, and I've seen it multiple times now, I'm the same way. But this match also goes to show that if you tell the story right in the ring and leading up to it, because they actually did a pretty good job of that too. Yeah. That. Uh, you can have a match with two people who are both faces and people like both and still have an engaging match that oh, yeah. you're on the edge of your seat for. There's so many little things they did in this thing. Uh, man, f- f- you know, from the very beginning of the fact that uh, Ric Flair actually made it off the top rope oh, when, when Shawn Michaels body. didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the place went nuts. They did, and, yeah. Uh, down... I- yeah, they went nuts, and down to the very last Sweet Chin music, oh. where the, the the camera was perfect. The camera work in this match was was yeah, perfect. Though, it really was. Where they went right in on Sean's face, and you can see what he says to Ric Flair before he super kicks him. It's just man, that's when I, that's when I get you know, teary eyed. I get I get perclumped, whatever yeah. you want to call that. There was, the, and it's just an incredible moment, dude. The first time he nails that 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 super kick reminded me why that was such a special move now like we said it's done all the time but but the way the way uh michaels used to use it it popped out of nowhere out of nowhere and and when flair and yeah. flair was so good at selling it dude not even you know because nowadays these guys turn around and they're just kind of standing there waiting for it yeah flair did the thing where he was strutting a little bit because he knew it was coming it's strutting it but he had to make it so that when he turned he was caught not that he was walking into it and sees it coming, like, and he it was so beautifully done. Um, I mean, the entire place exploded when that first one lands, and and Flair goes down. Um, but yeah, all the way to that third they, one. Yeah, they, they thought it was over. But how about the first he actually time? Kicks out of that. How about the yeah. first one? The reason it got so emotional is because the first time uh, Michaels goes for it, he can't pull the trigger. And Flair takes advantage of it. And you're just like, oh, man. And Ross says it a couple of times. He's like, that's why he's the dirtiest player in the game. And that just gives you like, for me, my heart just swells. I'm like, yes, this is this is the dude. This is this is quite a match for him to go out on. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, oh, man, it was so good. And then you got to remind yourself how old he is. And now Michaels is. Yes, in, that's is what in, I was about to say. Yeah, he's not a young buck either. But the dude is still, you know, he's still in, in, in a pretty decent shape for his age. Um, but how many times did he go over the ropes, Flair? Like three different times in this this thing, and, and one just, of them he just threw ugly. his body everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he threw his body everywhere, and he's in his fifties in this, by the way, like late fifties, I think. He he's just like fifty seventy. Yeah, yeah. And he turned seventy recently. Remember, because Batista yeah. beat him up, quote unquote. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So he's in his fifties for this. Yeah, eleven years uh, ago, but man. He yeah, fifty, yeah, fifty nine, fifty eight. Yeah, yeah. So that's incredible, because uh, he he didn't lose. He looked. He was on top of everything. He looked crisp in all of his movements and such. Dude, his chops still Man. had that 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 flare chop oh, that gosh, makes yeah. you wince, dude. And Michaels ate him too, man. He ate and he gave him. He gave some good chops. Uh, the one thing we didn't get that I kind of wish we would have gotten in this match was the 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 flare flop. Uh, he did kind of a back yeah. Flop. That's the one thing I missed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he did a kind of a. I back wanted a full fledged flare flop. Yeah, that would. Yeah. I think at his age, it might be a little much anymore. Um, but yeah. dude, this I'm with you there. 
this story that was told in this ring, you know, the, you know, the, the young guy getting over on the old guy, the young guy making the mistake when he moonsaults onto the table. I think the table was supposed to fully collapse and I don't think it did. I think so too. Yeah. You know, I'm with you. They were stiff. Oh, it hurt, dude. And, uh, but then there's the story. Now, you know, you take youth out of the factor and now this guy's hurt. So the older guy who technically should get his ass handed to him by a younger guy, uh, now he's got a chance. You know, because the other guy's in in pain and he's injured, and the battle that they just went through—it was so good. There was a moment in this match where commentating completely stopped. Did you notice this? It stops for a yeah. while, and it's almost like everybody's just engrossed. And I was—I was literally engrossed in the match. Still, I've seen it now a few times. You know, I know this match, but I'm still engrossed. You can see people in the in the crowd engrossed. And then when Ross starts talking again out of nowhere, it's kind of jarring, but it makes you realize, holy crap, like everybody was really intense focused on what was happening. Yeah. It was insane. It was, yeah. yeah it was- also, also really like that. Uh, there's a lot of little things in this. If you are a wrestling nerd like I, like we are, like that were just perfect for this match. I mean, down right down to who the referee was, was perfect. Uh, Charles Robinson. Yeah. I mean, it just, it had to be Charles Robinson. It just had to be. And, to me, and I'm really curious what Matt thinks of this. To me, if I was lucky enough to be a pro wrestler and I had the career that Ric Flair had, this was the perfect retirement match. That would I wouldn't want to go out any other way. I mean, some guys go out quietly. Yeah. Some guys go out, you know, like like it's crazy because you know Ric Flair at his point of, I mean, that retirement match. I think he had a couple in like TNA. Yeah. But at the time of that retirement match, he was older than The Undertaker, but he was in much better shape and could go. And like Ric Flair's match, last match against Under, or excuse me, against Shawn Michaels is leaps and bounds ahead of Taker's, you know, last couple matches. Yeah. Uh, even being younger. Yeah. And, you know, I know Taker has, has taken some high risk stuff before, but for the most part, he's been safe. But, uh, it's 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 crazy how good Rick looked at that age because um, I didn't age didn't even cross my mind watching that match and it still doesn't. But yeah, it only did when he went over the ropes. See, when he went over the ropes, I was like, he's gonna break a hip. What is he doing, dude? <laughs> oh, I know. Is he taking his glucosamine because that shit looks dangerous? <laughs> you know, what? I'm watching that and I'm like, God, Rick. I get it, but we don't have to. You don't have to go this far anymore, dude. This is your retirement yeah, match. Yeah. You don't even have to take a bump. You know, you can just throw some figure four leg locks in, throw some chops around. Like, yeah. Oh, like, he's too good for that. No, you know, he's I had know. too much pride. I know, dude. Uh, Beauty. But, but absolutely, yes. This is probably the best way to go out. I mean, let's. I mean, like I said, we can think back of some of the 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 most recent wrestlers to retire and and how they went out. I mean. Uh, JBL did too. He lost in like 13 seconds. You know what I mean? Oh, he was yeah. a, he was a very talented wrestler too. Uh, but he didn't get that shot that, that, that chance to shine quite like, I mean, Rick, nobody's had a career like Ric Flair. No. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was incredibly fitting for everything he's done for wrestling and yeah. he, he deserved that to go. I mean, that's something I would, I'd be proud to be like, okay, I'm done after this. Like, he put it all out there, dude. He put it all out and you could see yeah. it too. Flair's always been a guy who's been an emotional wrestler. Uh, this isn't a new, newer thing just because he's old and he's getting more weepy. Because uh, if you watch a lot of his older, earlier matches, I mean, even when he won the title the second time, he was in the middle of that cage crying. You know, yeah. everybody was surrounding him, and he was it was just like he is now. And he grabs the mic and thanked the audience. So it's he's just been very, he's always been very emotional. He's he loves what he does. He loves this. This is yeah. this is his life blood. Oh yeah. Um. So much so that when you know it's time, you know, it's time to take it home. He knows it's that time. He's crying before it's even coming. He's getting up on his feet. And that's just one of those impactful things. Like you said, Johnny, that's when you get really emotional when he's when the old dude's getting up. Right. And he's just saying, come on, give it to me. And he's crying. And then Sean looks at him and then pop takes him down. It's everybody. It was everybody, dude. Everybody was crying in that place. How can you how can you not have any feelings when Shawn Michaels looks at him and says I'm sorry? Oh, you know, oh, how can you not feel anything? Dude. If you can't feel anything there, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Dude, they, he had to know like I'm it had to be. There had to be because it was it was too unless it's just one of those perfect moments that, you know, production in the back saw the camera on him and said zoom in. 
Michael's just assumed maybe they were yeah, zooming in. Yeah, it was on too him, organic. You know? It didn't feel like oh, it was so at all. good, dude. He's looking at him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's and then ah. after and then his reaction after he pans him, where he's like he's holding his Ric Flair's head and he's kissing him on yeah. the forehead. You know, I mean, even that felt organic and and perfect. And then he leaves because he knows. Yeah, no celebrating. He's smart enough to know. You need to let this. This is Ric Flair's moment. This yep. isn't your moment. So you leave and let him have the ring to himself. Yeah, there was no uh, yeah. sexy boy dancing around. No, no, no. His music played, but it didn't matter. He just got out and walked out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and Rick laid there for a minute, but then got up and basically did what what the the hero does. Man, he walked off into the sunset. Yeah, and we got to see a young Charlotte Flair too. Yeah, for yeah, that's right. And his son, yeah. his son was on the other side of the road. Uh, the one that just yeah. died too, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and then we got we got a couple months of a great Shawn Michaels Batista feud. Yeah, complete and utter sarcasm. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's, after something like this, it's kind of like how do you even right? Like right. Shawn should have taken a break for a while too, and could have played the angle like it was so emotional for him to have done they that could. to his idol that he needed to go away for a while. Yeah, instead of this other not. You they know tried to mean? like half vilify him, which yeah. was which, which was something that Shawn did um, a lot in his career. He was like. Part of it, like when his feud with Hulk Hogan and stuff. Yeah. Um. He was part like part bad guy, and they kind of made him out this way. Like I remember some of the feuds after that, like especially the one with Batista, where he like faked a knee injury and then super kicked Batista. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. It was. It was. Uh. I mean, the fallout was was interesting, but nothing, nothing will ever beat that match. No, it was phenomenal, dude. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal match. This is one of those matches that's like the. This is a match you have to see before you die if you're a wrestling fan. You have to. You like do yourself a favor and watch it if you've not watched it. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. This is a must see, in my opinion. I'm glad you guys agree, man. I I just enjoy any quote unquote excuse to go back and watch this. Yeah, I, I say this is a hardly kayfabe must see match easily. Yes, this goes yeah, up there agree, with uh, match number two from the trilogy of '89 that we talked about. We said that was a must see. Yes. This is a kayfabe must see. Yes. So yes. I didn't mean to. I didn't. And also didn't mean to. I like. Well, I didn't mean to. I like that we on this show now are picking matches that are from just different eras, so we're not pigeonholing ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so I really like that a, a lot. So you don't know what to expect from us. We're going to come from all angles, oh, all Kurt angles. Wait till wait till my next pick. Uh oh. Uh oh. I have a. Oh, I'm gonna getting excited. I think I, I got might one do too one already. from the old carnival days. I like that. Can you imagine? Like, what was, who? What Step is the, right in. What is the <laughs> oldest footage we have that's available of a wrestling match? I mean, I mean, what we consider now, even if it's all the way back to the Carney days, what's the oldest, oldest ma- video do we have? Do we know? There, I mean, there's I don't know. matches. I mean, you could probably find recordings that go back to the 30s and 40s. I don't know what the oldest what recorded match, though. I'd like to look it up. We do, I'm going to see if I can't find that, and whatever it is, then I might say that that's what we'll watch Good. when I, I bring that topic. Good. We'll give our thoughts on that. <laughs> I'm always fascinated with the, the actual history of the professional wrestling all the way back to those roots, the traveling carnival days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I love that yeah. idea, the whole catch-all, you know, the, the uh, wrestling and, and the guys that would just go out and, and whatever town they're in, they would challenge people to come up and try to pin them. It w- you know yeah. I mean? it, it would. I mean, it used to be legit. And then they, yeah. they like, like they legit, like amateur wrestling. It. And then they're like, yeah. well, this doesn't work. Uh, and they, they used to hold it right in the rings too. It was yeah. legit, like challenges from people. And they're uh-huh. like, you know, let's, let's, Let's script it. Let's yeah. work it a little bit, draw it out, and actually be able to and make profit money. from yeah, it. Exactly. The history of pro wrestling is very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it was it was made by carnies who carnies fix things. They fix yeah. things. If you go to a carnival, they fix <laughs> games so you can't win. If you go to a wrestling show, they fix yeah. matches. So yeah, yeah. you know, if you're betting on them, they probably they probably used to do betting on them. Oh, easily. Um, yeah. but you couldn't. You know, you. It didn't work out, so yeah, they. Uh, I would like to do a history of pro wrestling. We should, so, like, we'll, in early days, like the founding days. Let's do chapters. You know what I mean? Like once in a while, we'll do chapter one, and we'll we'll cover a, a little bit, talk about it, I would get like in depth that. on that, and then continue it at further episodes. I would like that because I mean, there's still a lot of learning that I would be able to do just looking that stuff up. I'd but, love it. Um, yeah, and I know like a bunch of wrestling like historian guys who are pro wrestlers around here, but. Uh, Still, it would just be nice for me to learn Heck that yeah. too. I think it'd be cool for the listeners too. I agree. Cool, cool. I'm on board for this. So that's our episode of Hardly Kayfabe this week. Uh, you guys have anything else you want to say before we take off? 
Nope, just pin me. Just pin me. Um, I'm gonna do another plug. I I working on the commercial. I gotta get it. I gotta get it up soon. But um, don't forget, everybody, listeners, August third, Niagara Falls, New York, twenty one seventy six, Liberty Drive, Frontier Fire Hall, is the first Western New York PodCon showcase hosted by the BICBP Radio Network. Yep. Uh, spots are filling up quick, and we got a good hit. Handful right now. Honestly, if we didn't get any more, I'd be satisfied right now. Yeah, we got, a, we got good. a big group of, of podcasts coming. And we're going to have live recordings. we got stuff to auction off um, and items to sell. I've been stocking up myself on like Funko Pops and oh, I'm yeah. talking with I some stuff. cool creative things. Um, you know, I'm for two point, I'm, I'm auctioning off a Thurman Thomas autograph, Bill's helmet. Uh, panel discussion is au- auctioning off a 9.4 graded. Infinity Gauntlet, the very first issue. Um, we got that. And there's just so much other stuff happening. Uh, it'll be worth it. There's a lot of great local artists and podcasters that we're trying to include in this and that are going to be showcased. Hey, and- if you guys have a podcast and you're interested in maybe being uh, getting yourself a table, reach out to, to Matt here. What's the email? Yep, it's uh, the two point conversation. It's T H E, the number two, P T conversation at gmail.com there you go um hit me up i we already have our letter ready to go and all you got to do it's 25 bucks for 16 feet of tables it's really not that bad that's an amazing price um, at all seriously compared to what everything else and get the opportunity for live recordings it's it's super uh it's it's gonna be cool yeah. it's gonna cool we're, gonna we're cool working to have, hard to make it special it'd be cool to have other podcasters just kind of networking with each other getting to know each other because podcast the podcast community is a very kind of like brotherhood community yeah you know they really are it's rare where you see I mean you will see podcasts that have rivalries uh, but overall it's a it's yep. a pretty friendly community <laughs> so uh, we're looking at we're, we're looking at putting this on and, and giving the opportunity to have as many different people come in and be a part of it get to know each other and uh who knows? Get more exposure and grow your grow your listener yeah, base. It's 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 good for our area. It really is. There's a lot of talented local people that are like hidden gems. Yeah. Um. You know, in this city, I mean, our network's ever growing. Yeah. And there's some people who are just breaking in who just want an opportunity, and it's it's a good showcase for them. So looking 100%. forward to it. Well, that's it for me. Check it out. Check it out. All right. So for Johnny Townsend, for Matt Johnson, this is Chris Chavez. Thanks so much for listening to Hardly Kayfabe this guy uh, this week, guys. We'll see you next week. Let's take it home, boys.